Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It is the divisional round recap. Unfortunately, the home of now no playoff teams. The sadness is back. Uh, we'll break down every game, what it meant for next week, and some awesome matchups that we now have, and everything that you needed to know from what you just watched. Justin, are you ready? Go Niners. <laughs> Burke, take it away. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. Check them out at facevalueclothing.com. There's no there's no better way to start your offseason than to get yourself prepared with some face value clothing. Do something nice for yourself. You went through a long year of uh, aggravating and ups and downs of the NFL season, so treat yourself to some face value clothing. Zach, we're here to talk about the biggest news of the weekend, and there's only one place to start. start. Uh, what happens if Davis Thompson pulled the flag? <laughs> I like That putt didn't even have pace on it, I don't think. I think it was just a bad bounce. It had to have been. I don't think it was going that fast. I, I want to start this, you know, as a former cup cutter myself, I want to know if the cup wasn't put in straight. Was the flag leaning a little bit? Did you think the ball was going that fast? No, it didn't look like it. There was some guy on Twitter who was like, I've ruled 5,000 putts at a flag. That what? No matter what, uh, if, if the flag was pulled, it would have rolled right past. It looked like it was literally in the hole. Yeah. And it just had one of those things where the flag was tilted a little bit. The ball couldn't fit in that gap. It hit the flag, bounced it on the edge enough to ride the rest of the flag stick, and poof, it's out. Yep. So. Oh, well. He made a lot of money, I'm sure, still. Yeah. So that's good. Um, as for the second biggest piece of news from this weekend, uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes got hurt. So first game, Chiefs win 27-20. We are watching this with Zach Okalita, Super Chiefs fan. And Mahomes went down, and he kind of did his wobble off. So you're like, he's kind of okay. And then you kind of knew right away that it was more than that. Because uh, he's a pretty tough dude, as we saw. Came back in and played. Yeah. He's about as tough as they come. He was super pissed that they had to keep him out. But clearly it was very severe enough to the fact that they couldn't put him back in for a while there. Um, everyone got really quiet. Zach was really upset. And then Mahomes comes back in and kind of does like a little three-yard run. You're like, okay, it's fine. And then the next play tries to hand the ball off and can barely get back to the running mm-hmm. back. So that was very scary in Arrowhead. Uh, but once again, uh, divisional round Henny comes through. Yep. I believe it was, what, a 98-yard drive from him? Um, yes. Which can't happen if you're Jacksonville, but uh, that's why backups matter in this league, even if they're not great. Henny, two for two now, coming in for the Chiefs and delivering. So, uh, incredible win, 27-20. to 20. What are your other thoughts on this matchup? Um, Definitely an interesting game. I 
you know, I if, in terms of what did I say would happen? Yeah, at the end of the day, the 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 score I predicted was right, but it didn't feel like it should have been that score at all. Yep. Obviously, Mahomes' injury kept Jacksonville into in the game. If if that wasn't the case, this is a straight blowout. I just feel like Jacksonville. It wasn't the same play calling that they really had in like that second half against the Chargers. I feel like if they had a similar play calling that they had in the second half against the Chargers, they would have had better opportunities to win this game. I don't know. It just didn't feel like there was any aggressiveness on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they they really were closer. If Agnew doesn't fumble, mm-hmm. you know that's a touchdown. Kirk drops the ball, and there, it's a what a three point game. Yep. So you know there were some things that didn't go their way at the end of the day. Um, turned out to be an entertaining game, which I, I guess in terms of the games this weekend it, it could be considered the most entertaining i guess second most probably by most people's standards um but yeah i feel like jacksonville had an opportunity to take advantage they didn't and the chiefs held on i thought their defense impressed me uh for being as young as they are i know i had some criticisms coming into the game and offensively like you said chad henny did what there's a reason why you pay or you keep a guy like chad henny on your roster for so long he just knows how to do this system and when he goes when he comes in and you're on your own two yard line like i think if patrick mahomes is healthy jacksonville went for it goes for it on fourth down there yeah i think it's the fact that they chad henny's coming into the game they Can't know it. Him. you're like look we're gonna pin him deep mm-hmm. they did a perfect job in mm-hmm. that and we're going to make Chad Henney work. And he did it. There's a reason why that Andy Reid has kept him in that uh, in that quarterback room for as long as he's been, or basically as long as Patrick Mahomes has been there because he goes on 98 yards and that's what really sealed the game. Because if that drive doesn't go right, um, I think this is a completely different ball game. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, we'll see what Patrick Mahomes looks like next week. I think personally... Um, I've never had a high ankle sprain, but it's one of those things where when it happens, I feel like I'd be more mobile than a week later because a week later you've gone through the stiffness, even though you've gone through the rehab, like you've gone through, it's, it's stiffer now. You haven't, you know, been able to, to use, utilize it as much or use it as much in practice. You haven't been practicing. You don't have the adrenaline that you have of it happening during a playoff football game. So I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be as mobile. He's going to need as many shots in that ankle as possible. It's going to be taped up so much. It's going to look like a walking boot. And we've talked about how Mahomes is really, really good at just picking up the first down when he has to in critical you know, situations. Now that's taken away from the Chiefs moving forward. It didn't matter in this game, but I, I think it's going to be a case for the AFC Championship, which always obviously we'll talk about Thursday. So Yeah, no, I agree with all that. I thought the Jags definitely had an opportunity. and Just one of those things that like you don't think it makes sense, but it's so true. A team that's been there before with Chad Henney, and like a team that's won that many times, they're going to now their fifth straight AFC Championship game, I believe it is. Um, all at fourth, home. All it's, at home. Is it yeah, five? Five. All, maybe Mahomes six in a five. row, five at home in a row. I know it's five at home. In a I row. think they're five for five now with Mahomes at home. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Because um, Alex Smith, they lost to the Titans in that really weird divisional game. I think that was the end of it. Where Mariota threw it off himself, off the guy's helmet, oh, yeah. and caught it, and went in. Uh, it was either that or the. Or when Pittsburgh won in and won like nine to six. One of those games that ended the Alex Smith era was in the divisional round. Um, but this is a Jags team that got there for the first time. I thought Trevor played well. Wasn't Didn't get there and was like, oh, God. You know, Trevor's not who we, I thought Trevor's good. I mean, if AFC South person, they're definitely the favorites now because they have the best quarterback by far as of now um, and the best team and, and or best roster and one of the best coaches now. So uh, if you're the Jags, definitely had a chance there. It didn't work out. Here's what you can't do. You can't let Travis Kelsey have 14 catches on 27 completions, and you can't let him have 
Pacheco run for 95 yards. Yeah. Like, and that Pacheco 45-yard run where he just, God, he moved so fast and hard, that was with Henny in, and you just can't let those things happen. And, you know, we'll get into the matchups next week, but, like, if you're the Jags, I mean, I, I just don't know what – I know their linebackers aren't great. It's probably their biggest weakness, which is probably an advantage for the Jags or for the Chiefs, but, like, I don't know how you just can't bracket Travis and put, do anything you can to make someone else beat you on a team that – you know, has Marquez been in the playoffs? Yeah. Has Juju been in the playoffs? Yeah. But not with this offense in these kind of moments. And I just, I thought that was really poor on the Jags defense to continuously let Travis get open. And on the other side, Travis is now, as if he hasn't already, is easily top three tight end of all time. And you can really start to make the case that he's I, the best of all time over. Now, like Gronk, it's it's easy so quickly to forget who he was. Yeah. But it, it it's, I think it's at least a fair conversation now. And Zach's actually been saying this since last year, but he's biased, so... But it's just like he's also, I think, second most all time in playoff receptions. For yeah, any any position. He's insane. Any position. He's insane. He had two guys on him on that short down. He just threw two off of him with Henny throwing to him. Henny wasn't looking anywhere else. It didn't matter. Um, so that was really impressive for the Mahomes injury, and we'll get into it more in the divisional round preview. Yeah, I agree with the biggest thing you said was I don't. I'm look. We're not doctors here. But high ankle sprain, if that's what it was initially, and they said it's not anymore, which which I think now they're starting to hedge because they realized what they said. If you have a high ankle sprain, you can't move. No. Like it's it's they always say it's worse than a break. The fact that and you said it best, the fact that he could not play the rest of that game right there when his ankle would be the loosest and warmest it could be at that time when they injected him with anything, everything, and when his adrenaline is going full speed and he still could not move. I I don't even think he's not I think he's gonna be immobile Sunday. I think it could be almost sad. Now, a mobile Patrick Mahomes is still easily a top five quarterback still. But I think it's gonna be I and I kinda of hope I'm wrong because I think it will really affect the game. I d I don't think he's gonna move at all. Like I like you said, it's only gonna get worse. And they came out already yesterday and were like or today, they're like, Oh, he woke up much better than we expect. Like of course they're gonna say all these things this week. I just don't buy it. And it sucks because I hope it's not a factor, but it's it's clearly a huge factor now. So, yeah, and I think from like an NFL perspective, I'll change the topic a little bit. Those are more roughing the like that hit is more dirty and more roughing the passer that than, than falling just falling like when a defensive tackle just mm-hmm. falls on the guy or, or accidentally hits him in the head. Because look, when you're trying to bring a guy down, yeah, you're going to try to make all your weight take him down and. I can't blame it on the defensive player because that's just how you're taught. You know, you, it's it's hard to tackle. Yeah. Right. And it's hard to say to yourself, "Let me keep my head up. Let me not be dirty. Let There's me go. A, gotta, let me go checklist. above the knees, but yeah. below the chest. Like, let me make sure I don't drop my body weight on him. I understand that, but that those are the most dangerous types of hits, other than crown to crown in the NFL. And I think that that deserves more of a 15 yard penalty than any of these. Uh, roughing the passes that we've seen all year because those are the dangerous plays and we saw it even in with Joe Burrow that we'll get in that game but like he got hit down low very lucky that he didn't get the same injury that uh Joe I mean Patrick Mahomes had but for me it sucks that we're worried about all the defenders weight falling on the quarterback just from hitting him versus these hits down low that truly put the quarterback's like career and season at risk yeah so yeah so it sucks, but it's 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 now the storyline as it should be. Um, but the Chiefs, I mean, I, I don't know what the Chiefs are to me. Like when I think about New England success, and I think 
like New England won the Super Bowls. Like it's probably a little more comparable to the Colts, the trajectory they're yes. on right now. Yes. Um, making the AFC Championship really isn't that hard. Like if you get the one seed, you got to win one game and you're in, right? Yes. And you're probably playing the worst seed. But I think it's they're very much Mahomes is very much on the Colts path, and they need to kind of shift it to the New England path now. What we're talking about is a pretty amazing thing, right? Oh, sorry, you're not Brady right now with twenty thousand rings. You're only how many, Peyton. Yeah, how many times like, has Brady been the one to end that? If any, yeah. If any of my, if my team was ever in this conversation, I'd be like, fine, okay, I guess we're not going to win the Super Bowl. We'll get there this every time. Like you take that every time. So um, it's a big week for the Chiefs, obviously, with the Bengals' history against them, um, and then for the Jags, like I said, AC South favorites coming next year. I'd be a little cautious. They spent two hundred and sixty million dollars this this summer. Um, Trayvon Walker wasn't the best number one pick that we all kind of knew he wouldn't be. And um, you really need Calvin Ridley to be Calvin Ridley. Like, because Evan Ingram, I'm, I'm guessing he might stay because he had so much success, but like, he's probably going to get paid even more now. He only had a one year deal. Like, all this money is going to add up. Like, the, the window's not there. So I agree they have the most talent, best quarterback right now, but I, I would take it a little easy on that. So the only thing that helps him is Trevor's on a rookie deal for three more years after this year. Oh, is that three more years? Because he, he oh, he's only going to his into his third year. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's next year's going to his third year. So that's yeah, that's right the only thing that helps. Yeah, you're right. Um, but it, they're offensively. I look look. Evan Ingram's replaceable, right? Sure. And you're adding Calvin Ridley to a wide receiving wide receiver room that is guessing. already mm-hmm. like already just fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's defensively, especially when you're going against these offenses. Like they'll, their offense is their offense. I don't know if they can get really much better than what they are. Um, I mean, ETN's still on a rookie deal and will be if he can figure out how to not fumble the ball like every other game. Like they're they're set there. It's just defensively, put all your focus there. You don't have to worry about getting weapons. You can draft it. I mean, depending on what the how the draft falls, like you could get a top tight end at. 26 or 27 yeah. and be perfectly fine. Just defensively, you need Walker to take the next step. You need... Uh, like, Allen's probably going to be gone. I think Allen was on a contract here. So, unless they're going to pay him. Well, did they give him the fifth year? I don't know if they gave him the fifth year or not. Because he was... I think he's... I think we're past that. No, because he's the same draft class as Danny. Because I wanted Danny they, to take at six. Then they definitely didn't. Um, but, yeah, like that, I'm just saying, like, defensively, right. though, those are the things that they, they have yep. to worry about moving forward. Yep, so... so. But still the favorites next year, so good for them. Um, yeah, Chiefs. I just on. want to say that that makes me want to want to put a future on the Titans AFC South. Like now that the Titans aren't expected, it's yeah. like they yeah. still have variable. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Well, where, I mean, there's other teams too. There, there are, there are. You're right. There, <laughs> no, you're right. I, I 100% agree. We'll see who you take at number four because that will determine my opinion. Right. Yeah, well, Andrew Hart, coach, and a lot of things are. But yeah, no, I agree. If the Jags are favored, I certainly wouldn't take them. So yeah. Uh, okay, next one. Eagles yeah. 38, Giants 7. Um, look, when I talked about all year, like what is worst case scenario for this season, like that's worst case scenario. Uh, I didn't even get to think about the game. Like I went, got New York style pizza, got a six pack of Stroh's. I was a slice of pizza deep and half a Stroh deep and I, and the game was over. Yeah. Um, it was completely embarrassing. It sucks to lose like that to your arch rival. Uh, well, one of them, I guess, overall, but personally, personal arch rival by a long shot. And at the end of the day, like, I I think after I have a lot going on in my head, but after the the Joe Shane Brian Dable specifically Joe Shane uh, 
presser, like I'm perfectly fine now. We are overperforming all year. I have been saying it all year. And as much as I wanted Saturday to go a different way, it didn't. But if you were to have me take a polygraph test and like how my true thoughts of the game were, like that that had the biggest percentage chance of happening out of any other possibility. Like deep down, I knew that. We all knew that. And at the end of the day, it was talent gap. Uh, the Philadelphia is a Jalen Hurts is fine. Um, that's number one. Number two is they're a really good football team and they can do anything offensively. Like they didn't even have to throw against us. They just ran all over us. Their offensive line is filled with veterans who can pass or who can run and pass block and are very good. And defensively, like they, uh, I got to turn off the heat, but um, defensively, like they just did, like they were just able to get to Danny. Evan Neal played bad and the game was just over. We weren't able to move the ball. When you're talking about specific, one sec, I need to turn the stupid heat off. Whopper, whopper, chicken, whopper. All right, we're back. We're back. Sorry about that, guys. I didn't know if you can even hear that, but it was annoying me. Um, I don't think they ever can. Doesn't matter. But, like, truly to talk about this football game, there's nothing to say except they're the way better team. Uh, they're better in every aspect. Like, maybe you can say Saquon's better than Miles Sanders. Maybe you can say Dexter Lawrence is better than whoever's playing defensive line for them, which I don't even know if you can say because they have, like, three defensive tackles that are great defensive tackles. Yeah. Um, but they're just better in every single category than us. Daniel Jones, I, you can't blame that game on him. He had a he had one interception that, it, when you look at the play, you're like, that's a bad throw. It was a great defensive play by James Bradbury. Watching James Bradbury as a New York Giant for as long as I did, like, that's when he had those like eight interceptions or whatever in 2020 like that's just how he gets interceptions he's really good at disguising coverages and jumping routes um and anybody who wants to talk about brian dable punting or not punting like that's just us being nitpicky because those decisions did not affect the ball game whatsoever uh it was over no matter what happened so i don't even care about that um but yeah like it, it sucked it was embarrassing and i hate philadelphia but when I look back on it, like that wasn't as bad as the New York Yankees getting embarrassed in the ALCS because like we had expectations to beat the Astros, and I hate the Astros like probably the second most of the Eagles. Like I just despise them. Um, but the Giants didn't have really expectations. We were supposed to be a six-win team according to Vegas, or four-win team or something, and we ended up making it to the divisional round after winning a playoff game, and that's something to hang my hat on. And what really put it all together for me was the Joe Shane press conference today where he said like there's a talent gap in the NFC East and we are not on the right side of it we have a lot to do to the roster but if you shop hungry you're gonna you know you're gonna buy things you don't want like he said everything to make me feel good because NFL teams in this past specifically the New York Giants like you make it to the divisional round you're like oh if we just patch up a couple holes we're good and like we can spend in free agency just to get those guys and it's good to understand that our front office knows we're not in a spot like that. And we still have, we are still in a rebuild. We overachieved this year. You know, hopefully we overachieve next year, but we have to continue with this plan and this process and don't diverge from it because that's going to make us successful in the long run. Um, so that was really good to hear. And I don't know, now I'm getting a Giants offseason talk, but it's really good to know that Daniel Jones is going to be back next year. I don't think it's going to be like a crazy contract. I think it's just going to be normal what you would expect. Um, and other than that, like, Every single true weakness on our roster is something that isn't as expensive. And you can also get later in the draft, like interior offensive line, interior defensive line, and interior linebackers. Like, 
and then cornerback and wide receivers are other two, but you know, you can get a corner, cornerback is probably one you want a higher draft pick and wide receivers. You can get, look at the wide receivers in the NFL. They get drafted all over the case. You just have to be smart about it. So I, I think we're in a good spot. I've calmed down. I just, that was worst case scenario losing to the Eagles like that. So, yeah, uh, it was, yeah. Mass whooping, um, for the Eagles side. I mean, I think I, I've tried to think too recently, if the Eagles have ever lost at home in the playoffs in my lifetime, I just feel like every time they're there, they win. It's probably like, I mean, Donovan McNabb. Yeah, I mean, they made the Super Bowl multiple times now. I I just can't think of many times they've lost at home. Like, um, they're awesome. Saturday night at the link, that place is rocking. It's scary. And that bye week was huge for them. I think for most teams, the bye week hurts you and you kind of lose rest, but this team needed rest and health more than any other team. And to kind of reset, um, because they did get kind of just – they were so good that they could kind of mess around all year, kind of like the Chiefs do, and still find ways to win, you know, 13 regular season games. And they didn't have their quarterback for a couple weeks. So when they're at full strength, you know, them and the you know, the four, the four teams left are the four most talented rosters in football. Like, that's just as much as we want to say, like, in the offseason, this could happen, or this could happen, this could happen. It, always, it almost always works out this way. The four best teams yeah. are in the playoffs still, and majority of the time that you need the best quarterbacks too. And the two top two quarterbacks – which we'll get to next, are in this playoffs as well. You know, So that's usually how it goes. Um, and yeah, I, I think, the, I mean, I, I'm very high on the Eagles. I was very impressed. I think they just can beat you in so many ways. Devontae, Dallas, AJ, Jalen, the offensive line. I mean, they've got 14 different running backs to bring in every single play. Um, and then defensively, the Slay, Bradbury, they just, they're just overwhelming with talent. Um, and this is their year to win it, and they got to do it. So really impressive. On the Giants side, I, yeah, I... The, the tough thing with the Jones the Jones thing is going to be very interesting this summer because from the outside if I'm not a Giants fan and I watch I don't think anything of that game from Daniel okay and then you have the Minnesota game and you have a really good year would I want to be married for four years I don't know I still don't know that answer yet and, I, yeah I, and it's 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 not a bad thing it's not a bad thing I really didn't watch that game and say this guy sucks okay but when you do watch games like that and then you watch the Vikings game you're like where's the middle ground? And I, I, I don't know where the middle ground is. Um, but I, I would imagine it's not a four-year deal. No. I would imagine it's two or three, maybe mm-hmm. two with the team option in the third. And you, you say, We're, we are building around you, technically. Um, and if you can't elevate at that point, then we will find your replacement. So, But it will be an interesting offseason. That's not, not a knock on them. Yeah, and my things about Daniel Jones is, A, this year. Like, what was our biggest knock on Daniel Jones before this year? Taking care of football. What did he do this year? He literally didn't turn the ball over. So it's like we solved that. And, like, B, it's like how many times did we watch your Giants games this year and we said, like, Daniel Jones, like, third down passing was, like, what either kept us in the game or won us the game. Like, we did that all the time this year. And I'm not going to sit here and say, like, Daniel Jones is a top 10 quarterback and start arguing for that. Not everyone gets those. But, But what... What replacement could we bring in right now that's a better option than Daniel Jones? Zero. Exactly. So it's like you have you have like unless they I mean, we'll find out unless they trade it up, right? Yeah, unless we unless we trade up for another rookie, which I listening to Joe Shane, like we're not gonna we're not gonna try to trade up from twenty five to a top five pick to get a quarterback. And B, if we if we have to go uh, with a with another veteran quarterback, it's like who are we gonna bring in that is a better option? Unless you want to talk about Lamar. 
there's no one else that I could make an argument that it's like they would they are so much better. Because even if you got like Aaron Rodgers, you don't know what Aaron Rodgers is anymore. And his his two years are the last years of his career. If you sign Daniel Jones to a two-year contract and he improves every single year, and you're like, we have to pay this guy because wow, what is look at what he's done over the last three years of work. Like that that is the best case scenario that the Giants have right now. And like you said, if you sign him to a two-year deal and it doesn't work out, no Giants fan's gonna it, it, Every realistic, it's going to happen because in New York media, but like, let's say worst case scenario is we sign Daniel Jones to two years with the team option in the third year, like what we expect the contract to be, and he absolutely stinks. No New York Giants fan can say that was the wrong decision because at this time it was the right one. And I think everyone's on the same. It's like what there. David Carr or Derek Carr or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Like no, there's no one out no. there for us. And then from yet. Daniel's side, I think he understands this is his chance as well and won't go seek a bigger deal from a team that potentially could offer him maybe more years or more money. Because I think he knows this too. This is his best shot to win is right there. Because um, it is, I guess, a two. You know, there's two sides of the table here. But yeah. I think, I, I, yeah, I think they get a deal done. So it's, it, it was good to see. There's clearly a thought in the locker room of like, and like a love for the locker room in the front office. Because I mean, Dexter Lawrence was like, or sorry, Dexter Lawrence, Saquon, and Dino Jones all said they want to come back. Saquon's like, I don't want to reset the running back market, which is great to hear. Except I also don't want to overpay him, so I'd be fine with cutting him loose. Uh, no offense to Saquon, he's a great running back. I just don't have to deal with the injury problems and also paying a running back when you have to pay quarterback and an all-pro defensive tackle. But, I mean, Leonard Williams saying, like, I'll take a pay cut because I want to play in this locker room and this mm-hmm. team, and that, that shows a lot. I mean, our, our, half our roster right now is a free agent, though, so it's going to be an interesting offseason. And you guys aren't here to listen about my New York Giants offseason thoughts during the divisional recap. Bengals 27, Bills 10. That one I was expected. So, I mean, Justin and I tried telling you guys it made no damn sense. Nope. It didn't, make, it didn't make a lick of damn sense. You know who also knew that the Bengals didn't have three offensive linemen? The Bengals. Yeah. They somehow knew that too. And you know what? I could have been watching the Eagles O-line the way we watched that game. Could have been Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and all those guys blocking for Cincy. They averaged over five yards per play on first down. They ran all over the, the Bills. They threw all over the Bills. They defended all over the Bills. That the Bills could not do anything. This was a route from the start. Um, the Bengals start up 14-0, very similar to Eagles-Giants. And the Bills get that touchdown, I think when it was 17-0 to make it 17-7, that you kind of knew was coming. But both, both Justin and I were both like, you knew they were going to get a touchdown, right? Because that makes sense because it's football. They're going to score at some point. But it wasn't like a, here they come. It wasn't like a money line the Bills right now. Um, this what you could. It was just a complete eye test from the start, realizing that this one team is so much better than the other, um, and it was domination. It had to be good for you to see as a Bills hater for much of this year. Yeah, and it's just like one of those things where, specifically for the Bills, like it is. Everybody is so big on the Bills. Like it's hard to be a hater because people are like, oh, you're just going to be a hater to be a hater. And even before the whole Josh Allen playing his worst game, except for this one during the. Uh, like my time picking them in survivor pool like even before that i had been on this like this bills team is not what everyone says they are all year long and they showed it in the game that matters most and no matter what you say this is the most embarrassing loss of like the playoffs so far i i no matter what this is the most embarrassing loss of the playoffs because of the expectations for the bills because of it being super bowl or bust and because of them having home field basically home field throughout the playoffs because if you have to think about it if they get to the AFC championship game and it's a neutral site buffalo that's going to be a buffalo home game 100% a buffalo home game and then you're in the super bowl and you are super bowl favorites like you had to get through yeah 
Yeah, and Mahomes would have been on them. You had to get through the two, other two best teams in the AFC, and you guys struggle in the first game, get your ass kicked in the second game, and it's like, where do you go from here? Like, what is next year for the Bills? Because offensively, Lou Anarum, or however you pronounce his name, former New York Giants defensive back coach, a masterclass defensive performance. And then your defense with Sean McDermott being your defensive coach, how many times was Jamar Chase, a.k.a. the best player on the field, our best weapon on the field for the Bengals, how many times was he wide open? How do you lose a guy like that, Zach? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. It was a complete butt-kicking all the way around. I like. I don't even know what else. Like, masterclass defensively, masterclass offensively, this Bengals team, like, I guess you can say Andy Reid, but like, is is the maybe the best coached team in the NFL right now. I mean, the 49ers, and the, there's so many great coaching yeah. teams in the NFL, but this Bengals team, I mean, they, they are just tough. They can, they're another team that can win in so many different ways. And as a Chiefs fan, after seeing what they've done, like what they did this week or this past week, like I'd be nervous about next week because just what happens if Patrick Mahomes cannot move around, which we're assuming he can't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that Bills, very embarrassing for the Bills. I don't know where you go from here, but I if you if next year people try to tell me that Josh Allen is a top two quarterback in the AFC, I'm gonna lose it. Yep. Because he like I said before, he has not done anything to prove it. He has not won anything. He has lost to Joe his seasons have ended to Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes how many years in a row now? Three? Yeah. And then how what year are we going into with him? Like what? So what was four years ago? Like I don't know. It, that when they lost to the Ravens or Titans or something. Yeah. I don't even know if they're he was barely getting going then. Yeah. So it's just like every year we're coming in like Josh Allen, MVP, Josh Allen, best quarterback in the league, Josh Allen this, Josh Allen that. And he can't beat Patrick Mahomes or uh Joe Burrow right now. And it's starting look, is he a is he a great quarterback? Yes. I don't even know who to compare him to right now because it's like, at least when it was Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning, like all of them were always, like it, they were always getting to the Super Bowl. Like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger won 1-1 one, one, or 1-2, one, 1-2. Two, one, two. Ben 1-2. 1-2, two. One, two, lost 1. Uh, Peyton won 2, lost 1. Tom Brady obviously lost won 6 two. in the AFC and lost 2 in the AFC. Yeah. So, you know, we're getting on that trend, but... Like, you also have Herbert, and it's just, this AFC is only going to get tougher and tougher every year, and especially when we talk about the route that you guys had, and now Mahomes being on a bum ankle, like, this feels like it was the year, because the Bengals are only going to get better, the Chiefs are always going to be the Chiefs, and always going to be a thorn in your side, and you have to think that there's going to be other teams in the AFC who start competing, like, what... The Dolphins, like, don't forget about the Dolphins who gave you guys a run for your money in your division with a third-string quarterback. Right. So if I'm a Bills fan, I want to puke this morning. Most embarrassing loss. And also, not going to be talked about enough, one of the most interesting off-seasons. Because if you stay the same, like if you just stay the same, you don't really add anything to help with the run game. You don't really help yourself defensively. And you just kind of like, we're just going to run it back like we've done the last two years with this team. It's going to be the same result. Yep. Yep. For, for comparisons that you said, I think, I think I had a couple takeaways from this. The first takeaway is Joe Burrow, and we said it this summer. We said it this summer. I will, I'm going to try to find it. Joe Burrow is the closest thing to Tom Brady we will ever have. Yes. He has won at every level. You know, even be, before Tom didn't even do that, right? He's the Michigan six-round, all this stuff. Joe Burrow— At least Tom won, won an Orange Bowl, which is huge yeah. back in the 90s. Yeah. Joe Burrow wins. 
he shows up and wins. He has the swagger, this attitude, this moxie, and so uh, stupid Bleacher Report and ESPN tries to ruin it for him. But he is the coolest guy on the planet. And like he is the most lovable dude. And like I it's like how I would have loved Brady if Brady wasn't beating my team. Like everyone loves Burrow. No one hates him. He is the perfect cocky. His team embodies that perfect cockiness. And you're right. Now it is one Patrick Mahomes, two Joe Burrow forever. Until until time changes for the next decade, that's what it is. And if I had to start my franchise, I'm choosing Patrick Mahomes. Always. And what we've seen, if I got one damn game on the line between these two, right now I'm taking Joe Burrow. 100%. And Joe Burrow's literally, except for the year we tore his ACL, every game he's had to win except for, I don't know, the Super Bowl? Which they should have won. They should have won. He's, Stafford, he's won. Yeah, Stafford took him down the field. They, had, they were leading with under five minutes left in the fourth yeah. quarter. Like... And, you know, we'll get into the division. I mean, Patrick has a chance, right? They beat him three straight times since he has now. But, like, Burrow is – they're the most wherever, whenever team I've ever seen. They don't care. Like, and, they oh, started 4-4. Four and four. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about – it's like this team, it's when they need to step up, they do because of Joe Burrow. But also, they're going to start I, – I, somebody talked about it sometime today. The, the Cincinnati Bengals are now a free agency destination. Yeah. Like, A, there's yeah. – they're set weapons wise, and whoever the, like they can always replace guys and just kind of refill and just keep that going. But if you're a veteran who has years left, you're like, uh, I'm gonna take them in and I'm gonna go try to chase a ring. Yep. And it's kind of things that you saw, like what about with Tom Brady on the Broncos, yeah. with the Rams, yep. like with Tom Brady at the Patriots for all those years, and what what Peyton Manning did with the Broncos, like you just you're like, hey. I'm here to win a ring. Come along if you want. Yep. And they're just going to be able to add pieces now. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it is, God, if you're a Bengals fan, you got to feel good. Oh, that that it win is so much. Now for the other side, the Josh Allen side. Josh Allen should not be in that top two ever again. Right now. It's Mahomes and Burrow. I, I've thought about it. I've looked at everything. I don't think, look, we also can't put them past three. Okay. No, no. The Bills did what we all did. And it's on their front office this summer. They looked at that game against the Chiefs that they should have won, right? They should have been in the Super Bowl. That's fair. Or they should have gone to the AFC Championship to play the Bengals, which we know now the Bengals probably would have beat them uh, last year too. They thought they were there. They thought they had everything they needed. They really didn't have to do anything this offseason. They're like, what do we need? A pass rusher, right? And they got it, and Von Miller got hurt. That sucks, okay? They did try, all right? And then you look at their safeties. Poyer was banged up. Micah Hyde hadn't played in a while. I mean, DeMar Hamlin, the actual football player, was their backup safety. He got hurt. Like, they were on a third-string safety. Tredavious White was really never coming back the same from his ACL this season. So you look at it, and it just feels like they got a little complacent. We all fell in love with the Gabe Davis game. Like, how could you not against the Chiefs? And if you're the Bills, how could you not think we found our number two? And he's not a true number two. And he's probably more of a three. And other than, you know, Dawson Knox is fine. And they, I mean, they're picking up Cole Beasley off the street to play a playoff game. Like... As great as Josh is and as much flaws as he has, like, they have to do more. Like, they have to do more because Diggs is not enough. Uh, like, they, they just have – and their running, their running game sucks. Their offensive line struggles at times. Like, they just got so complacent, I think, this summer. Um, and, and I kind of get it because we watched that, what we watched last year, and thought – and look, they're still – what, they win 13 games this year? They're still a good football Like, they're still right there. They're just underperforming for what they should They be. are, and I just think they're still more not as talented as we think. No. Like, their linebackers are great. Milano and Edmonds, they got – some decent guys in the secondary still, but like it is not the top talent that you need to play. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T Higgins, Hayden Hurst. That all like th- those are dudes. Like and they need more dudes at, at the playmaking positions because 
it's starting to turn into this Aaron Rodgers trajectory, I think, for Josh Allen. Could he get to a Super Bowl? Absolutely. Like, he could get there, and he probably might win one in his career. But it is becoming such a, like, this is on my shoulders, this is me. Not that he has the bitchiness of Aaron and all that, but, like, the super uber talent that is so noticeable. But when he plays these other greats in his own conference in the playoffs, the team comes in and helps him out a little more, and that greatness just can't get to that next level. So I think... If anything, Burrow is on the Brady route and Allen is on the Rodgers route. Yes, and I 100% agree. And I think another thing to add specifically for that Bills weapons are it's like, what do Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow have this year to compliment them? Isaiah Pacheco and Joe Mixon. Yep. Uh, two of the hardest running running backs in the league. Yep. What does Josh Allen have? James Cook. And it's like you guys had an opportunity to trade for a power running back because you have to think about like every great quarterback – Every, like that's gone on those Super Bowl runs. We can all name the running back yeah. behind them. Like, oh, by the way, that Aaron Rodgers run, James Starks. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. And it, like, think about think about all the Patriots running backs. Like yep. all of them, Moreau, Like there were so many of them. Joseph Adai for Peyton Manning. You have to think like the Giants when Eli Manning won too. He had Brandon Jacobs and then Ahmad oh, Bradshaw to compliment it as the receiving back. Think about Ben Roethlisberger. He had the bus. And when he didn't have the bus, who was I mean, who was there? It wasn't was it it wasn't Lady Oh, uh, Willie Parker. Willie Parker. I was like, there was a, a dog wearing number thirty nine. Like all of these great quarterbacks always have a running game to compliment them. Just enough. And Just the Bills, enough. The, like you guys, you guys go out and you get Naeem Hines. <laughs> yeah, they traded like, Zach Moss, who actually ran really well for us. Yeah, it's like you guys aren't getting the right type of running back because no. you say, oh, we need a running back to compliment Joe or uh, Josh Allen when he is on the field. Okay, then get a running back that's a power running back yep. so that when you want to run the ball, you can do that. Because I don't even know if it's like an offensive line blocking issue in terms of run blocking for the for the Bills. They just don't even have, like, Naeem Hines isn't going to average three yards a carry up the middle. And it's like, you have to do that. And like you said, Gabe Davis reminds me of like what Darius Slayton is, where it's like, when he can just run straight and that's all he has to do, he's phenomenal. And like, yeah, he'll have his plays. But other than that, it's like, you need stuff to compliment him. receiver. Yeah. No, and I think I think Dawson Knox is fine. He's fine. I do. I like Dawson Knox. It's look. If they had another receiver, then Dawson Knox is great. Is even better. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. it's like he's not going to be Travis Kelsey. No. Sorry. No. And Hayden Hurst. Why? I think Hayden Hurst and, no, and Dawson him. Knox are comparable. But one of them, like you said, has T. Higgins, Joe or uh, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd surrounding him. When the other has Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, and Stephon Diggs. Yep. You know, yep. so they have to do a complete reset. It is going to be the most interesting offseason, I think, to really pay attention to this year. Because if, like you said, if they just were like, "Well, we were, we had one bad game and it was in the snow. Let's run it back," they're done. Yep. And their division is only getting better. And like I said, they still have, like, the AFC West, like, yeah, has other good teams in it. I mean, the AFC, like, if the Ravens keep Lamar, they're they're still right there. What like about the if Bengals. the Jets get Lamar? Yeah, would the Jets get Aaron? Would the Jets get anyone? The Jets are going to get someone, so the Jets yeah. are there. The Jets are there. The Dolphins are there. Like, New England is is still New England. They're still going to win eight games. Uh, Pittsburgh has Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin and won eight games. And, and <laughs> Pittsburgh's going to win more than 10 next year. Like, And also, Deshaun Watson is on the Browns. Yeah, yeah it's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> I am so... We keep doing I'm so thankful. Yeah, you got to win your division in the AFC. So, it's crazy. Um... Yeah, I mean, as if, I don't really want to talk. Stefan Diggs got really upset. I don't care. Uh, it, I don't care. I my when I texted you about it earlier, I just thought it's funny because he had the most targets. But it's like for wide receiver, wide receivers and cornerbacks. This is why I love them. The he had the most targets, but he didn't get the target on one play, yeah. and he went off. And I just thought that he was, was just funny. yeah. It's like the dude's just pissed. They're lo- yeah, and just took it. Is it 
he's a bitch for doing it. Like it's it's stupid. But like whatever. We've seen this with the receivers for our whole lives. It's it's literally so everyone relax. It's just funny, like every team's like, oh wow, now they lost Diggs. Like who's like well, can we just You relax? really think Diggs is leaving? Where's no. he gonna go? No. Where's he gonna go? No. So and by the way, the Giants or uh, the Bills could have traded for Saquon Barkley. I'm pretty sure that was in the works like all summer and the Bills didn't pull the trigger. So would have been a really, really good probably a really good back to have. So yeah, I think I think they can technically sign this. Well. Should Josh Allen does Josh Allen need to get better? Yes, but this is as much of a failure at the front office level as it is uh, on and the field. Josh Allen just has to get better by allowing the team because they still have guys. Like he needs to allow the team to sometimes win games. He doesn't have to put on his shoulders. He doesn't have to try to make those like crazy plays. Yep. So yeah, great game for the Bengals. Very fun. And lastly, I guess the most entertaining game of the. I guess. Um, 49ers, 19. Cowboys, 12. I mean, yeah. Like, it's pretty much what we thought as well. I, I thought it. I thought it'd be... Honestly, I thought the Cowboys played well. Except other, for one player. Other than the quarterback. Yeah. Because, like, the fact that they kept this within seven is remarkable. Yeah. Like, it... it that, I, I don't... I, I... Look. I've always said... Dak is Dak. Mm-hmm. Dak is Dak. And you don't, like, I'm like, Dak is not a winning quarterback, and then people would get mad at me, and they'd be like, oh, shut up, like, you're just a hater, yada, yada, yada. But Dak is Dak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Think about, specifically for Dak Prescott's career, and, like, even, like, Tony Romo before, where it's like, the Cowboys have now been to 12 straight playoffs and not made it to the NFC Championship game. Zach, back in, back in the day, some kids won't remember... Two teams got buys. Two teams went straight to the divisional round. Yep. And there was multiple times where the Cowboys just had to win one home game and they were in the NFC Championship game and they hadn't been able to do it. Yep. And Dak Prescott is just turning into what Tony Romo is, except he has a better roster. He came into the league with the best offensive line in football, mm-hmm. the best running back in football. Mm-hmm. He's always been surrounded by wide receivers. He's always been surrounded by a great defense. He's always been surrounded by a great tight end. And it's like, or maybe great is exaggerating some of those things, but very good. Yep. Very good to say the least. And he has never won anything. Anything. You can't blame this on uh, the last play of the game. You can't blame this on Kellen Moore. You can't blame this on uh, on a defense. Like, everybody played extremely well, except for Dak Prescott. And if you were to tell Cowboys fans, Sunday morning, the 49ers are only going to score 19 points. Yep. 10 out of 10 Cowboys fans says, like, oh, oh my God. my God, we won by multiple possessions. Like, yeah. Dak played great. Like, yeah. that's it is set in stone. And the 49ers just had, like, at the end of the day, they just had to run. Elijah Mitchell was unstoppable. They weren't able to they weren't able to tackle him. And they did everything they needed to do. And if I'm the Cowboys, like, I don't know. Dak was signed how many, like, how many years is it? I mean, he's got at least, at least two? two. At least two real ones. At least. Just, I'm looking like, I don't know what I mean, is. if there's somebody available... Like, you have to figure out something because this, what's going to happen next year, right? The Giants are hopefully only getting better. The Commanders are one of the teams where it's like, if the Commanders get a quarterback, like a real one, Sure, they're a problem. Yeah. And the Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. Yep. So, you know, your your talent is only going to get, like, your offensive line is, like, it's probably going to stay what it is because you guys are young and we'll see what that is. But it's like your talent, eventually like these guys are going to have to get paid and you're not going to ha- – like you have all this money tied up in your running backs right now. What happens if CD, when CD and Dalton need to get paid? Yep. And defensively – Dalton's a free agent in the summer. What a, yeah, I didn't realize he was that old. And yep. like what about Micah or Mika? 
You know, it's like the, your window and your contracts are going to come due. And if I'm the Cowboys, I'm scared. And I feel bad for Mike McCarthy because he really is not the one to blame. No, no, no. It, it, yeah, I mean, this game was literally about Dak. It wasn't just the picks. I mean, they were horrible interceptions. Horrible. Like, I, I don't know which one was worse between the first and second one. And then the worst one got dropped. Like Yeah, the worst one was a pick six in the game. Greenlaw, I, did, I think he just couldn't believe the ball was coming to him. Like, Dak was so bad. And I, I think if you have to beat the Niners, you beat them either running the ball somehow or beating them past 15 yards. And Dak continued to throw in these 5 to 10 yard. And it wasn't, it wasn't the play calling. Dak was just scared. And he just, you can't throw at their linebackers. Like, you cannot throw at Fred Warner. Like, he had He's T.Y. So wide open on, on a seam. Uh, on the play he threw to CD, and I get he's going to CD. That's his best guy. But, like, Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the league. He's probably the best defensive player in football. I love him so much. Like maybe so bad. Maybe part – like, you look at Dallas, man, they're so fun. Like, Parsons and Lawrence were unbelievable on the edge. They didn't let any play action happen. They made Purdy go left every time. Like, defensively, they were unbelievable. And, yeah, it's just about their quarterback letting them down. You know, I thought Shanahan was really bad for the first half. Um, and then they kind of opened it up. Shanahan was getting so cute. It was, it was so just, cute. We said it the whole for, the whole first couple drives. Like at some point, like just let's stop. I, I get you need mo- like he was motioning everyone. He was doing everything like to protect Brock. And it's like think about what happened in the second half and you just ran the yeah. ball up the middle. At this point, man, just run it and just launch it. Like it, it, if I'm the 49ers, not that you're playing with house money necessarily, but like just let Brock rip it. Like and I get they know more, so they probably know his his time is coming or his decline's coming. We've seen a little decline, I guess. Um, but I think that's more of just the, the, the play calling and the trust they've put in him. Also, when they've let him rip it, he can rip it. Not that he's great, but he's, he's fine. He's played way better defenses. Yeah. And he's still done enough to win. Yep. You know, so like, what is the... I mean, they can't they can't do that next week because the Eagles are going to no, score. No, yeah, the Eagles yeah. are going to score. Yeah. Because I don't think... I, I think the Cowboys made this for... I mean, it was Dak. He just made... The 49ers defense is awesome. Dak made him look like... I don't even know what. Like... The 85 Bears. Yeah. Like, it was... Yeah, it was almost disappointing because for a while there, I was like, wow, I think Dallas is going to win this. And then then Dak would drop back, and I'm like, no. no. And it's just even the picks, like, it's just missing throws. Yeah, it was just, just bad. being dumb. So, yeah, yeah, if you're Dallas, you're you're in a really weird spot. The good news is, I mean, like, CeeDee Lamb fully immersed himself as a receiver one. Um, he's so good. He's so good. I would imagine they try to bring Dalton Schultz back. He's awesome. You have to. And, like, they're always going to get talent, right? They're always going to pay for guys. But at the end of the day... They're not going any farther than this again. So, I mean, yeah, they'll, I mean, they'll, they'll win 10 games a year. Your division is tough. Uh, like, the NFC isn't the AFC in terms of competition, but, like, the NFC South, somebody, those defenses are so good that somebody's yeah. going to come out. And then also, like, the 49ers are always going to be the 49ers. Like, the 49ers, it sucks that, I mean, I know they haven't won a Super Bowl, but, like, they've, they're doing what the Chiefs are doing in terms of making it in the championship games, like a level below that. They yep. just keep making it to the NFC Championship They're game. They're so good. And they've done it now with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. Yeah. So kind of tells you all you need to know about them. It's it's incredible. Um, but, yeah. Uh, 49ers-wise, I guess, their uh, defense yeah. played – as bad as Dak played, like they're, they're – their defense played a major factor in that. Sure, their yeah. defense was awesome. Yeah, let's make sure, yeah, they get all the credit, obviously. But. Yeah, and offensively, it's like once it's kind of the same thing that happened, like with Brock Purdy against Seattle. It's like once Brock Purdy settled down, like this game was fine. Once Kyle Shanahan settled down, this game was fine. They just can't have that against the Eagles. Um, 
like once the play calling just went back to like the basics of just like we're not doing these weird wide receiver motion in run behind counter handoff right at Mika Parsons once they got away from that and they were just like we're just gonna run it up the middle they were fine Greg Kittle is or George Kittle is unbelievable unbelievable not getting talked about enough as one of the great tight ends in the league and all time like that catch that he had over the middle game winning play phenomenal phenomenal the concentration with a a cornerback coming to take your head off and you know it's coming too and just to stay focused on the ball uh christian mccaffrey like didn't even have to do anything i don't know if he's hobbled or what like he didn't have to do anything they still won and then debo samuels debo samuel and brandon Ayuk, uh like when you want to talk about receiving cores, this receiving core is not getting talked about enough. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Jennings at the three, I'll take it all day. I mean, they're loaded. They're loaded. And I, these are going to be, it, it sucks that Patrick Mahomes is like hobbled. I think it's still going to be a great game. But like these two, these are some great football games that we're going to see Sunday. It's, it's, these rosters are sick. These and rosters are sick. It's going to be awesome. I brought home my 49ers jersey. I'm a 49ers fan. Growing up in the Bay Area, all I have is a 49ers. Zach, I have a list of my. Uh, top five favorite 49ers ever. Should I save that for the preview pod or should I save them now? Your top five favorite 49ers ever? Yeah, because I'm a 49ers fan. Let's save it for the preview. Okay. Save it for the preview. I'm a big 49ers fan. I'll try to guess the five. Uh, You're not. I'll have a couple. Days. Maybe. Well, I, I know, I know like none of them are going to be current. So. Uh, yeah, none of them are. Yeah. All right. Well, this should be interesting. But yeah. I have seven, two honorable mentions, five players. I think. I think, yeah. You could guess all of them except for one. Okay. Uh, but I I literally just started thinking about guys and this list came together and it's actually really, really funny. Yeah. No, I'll try to guess them. I'll try to guess them. So, yeah. Well, that was that was a great weekend of playoffs. Uh, enjoy next Sunday. It's all we got. You know, even when it gets to the Super Bowl, it's like it's just over. You know, it's over already. If your team's not in it. These will be um, a one full day. Yep. One last full day of ball. Um, what what time is it? Is it one and four? Or is it six? It's three and six thirty. Three and six thirty. Yeah, that's fine. When people were complaining about why don't they do one and four on Sunday, uh, grow up. That's why we don't. I don't know. Like it's fun to have it at the night. We don't need one and four fifteen. What happens at seven o'clock then? Yeah, I mean the game ends at like before ten still. Like yeah, 10. the game ends at nine o'clock and we're like, that's all right, perfect. Let's go to bed. Yeah. yeah. So it was honestly, I wish that they played more games at six thirty. What if they had uh, in the NFL? They take away one one o'clock game, right? Because we always say there's so many one o'clock games, yeah. and they start the game at six thirty. Well, they they should start it at like five thirty, five five forty five. Like yeah, okay. So there's not too much interruption to the Sunday night. Maybe six. Yeah, okay. Yeah, six at the latest. No, five thirty to six. Definitely. And just have it where it's like that that hour break in between the four o'clock games no and the, and the night game where it's like you're watching football night in America and you're just getting mad at Jason Garrett the entire time. Like that's filled with a football game. And then when the first half of the Sunday night football game's kind of getting going, you're watching the end of another football game. Yeah, it, it, a thousand percent. I mean, NBC would never let it happen. No, but it no, would they be, wouldn't. It would be awesome. No, it would be. We just want more ball. So. Uh, well, enjoy this week. We'll get you the preview. We'll get you uh, props-wise that I gave out. Uh, Mahomes doesn't count. Uh, Goddard hit. My Yo- Boston Scott hit. Boston Scott hit. Younger did not. Um, he didn't have time, though, so I didn't expect that. Um, yeah. Well, we got to give out awards still. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, I had them in my head. I always have them in my head, and I forget them. Um, offensive player of the week. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. 
Mine is Kenneth Gainwell. Um, 12 carries, 112 yards, a touchdown. Like, it's, I don't know. When, when is Kenneth Gainwell? Yeah, I'm sorry. Kenneth Gainwell. It's just so dumb. They ran all over him. So, yeah, Kenneth Gainwell over 100 yards. 40-yarder to seal the deal. Well, not seal the deal, but end the game. Uh, mine's going to be Travis Kelsey. That yep. was just an all-time performance. Yep. Uh, defensive one, Fred Warner. Yep. That was it's quite easy. Mm, my defensive one is uh, – I'm going to give it to the uh, – well, I guess I can't. Um, yeah, I'm just going to give it to the Bengals defensive coordinator. I'm going to give it to Lou. My That's a really good one. Yeah. He's yeah. not a player. I mean, it, yeah. That was unbelievable. And it's and now it's like think about what he did last year against the Chiefs. Yeah, like he did it again against no, Josh he's, Allen. He's a monster. He's about. To, I'm guessing he's going to get like eight interview requests tomorrow. That we'll see. Um, but yeah, those guys can't get interviewed until next Monday now. So, yeah, defense player of the week, Lou Amarado. Miscellaneous. You're up. Hmm. Miscellaneous. I feel like you definitely have one the way you said that. So. I think I do. I'm going to confirm. Miscellaneous. I'm going to give my miscellaneous to... Let's get down. Let's get down. Hayden Hurst. I, I Like, we were saying it all game. Like, he's so important to them, and he, he's so not at the same time. Like, you're not going to talk about Hayden Hurst before the game, but, like, if you really watch it, you know ball. Like, Hayden Hurst does so much for them. It was like CJ Uzuma last year, but better. Like, he's blocking. He's making clutch catches. He's a bailout for Burrow. He's just fun to watch, and he plays with a lot of effort. The hurdle was sick, so Hayden Hurst. Yeah, that hurdle also, like, not going to be talked about enough. Nope. Won the awesome. ball game. Move the chains. Uh, mine's Trent Williams. Okay. We can, yeah. we can talk about Mika Parsons and, like, how he showed up during the game, but that's because they were doing bootlegs to his side. Yeah. He had one solo tackle, and he had one uh, quarterback hit. Yeah, like awesome. Trent Williams, like I watched like a like a minute highlight thing. He's the best ever. It he was always on top of, always on top of uh, Lawrence uh, Mika or Mika. Yeah. yeah, like Mika didn't would do a spin move and it was like right when his back's to him, like Trent's already moved to the next spot. Um, He's the greatest left tackle ever. It's it's not even close. Nope. Uh, and then Bozo Bozo dubbed over, sponsored by Nathaniel Hackett, uh, a little bit of Brandon Staley as well. Bozo dubbed over. I just, I just got to give it to the Bills. Yeah, it's just, it's so disappointing what they did this year, and it's like, I mean, we talked about it enough. Yep, but the Bills get it. For me, I I watched that last play by the Cowboys like a bunch of times today, and I saw a bunch of different. There was definitely a plan there that kind of made sense. I I didn't want to talk about it. But I was laughing thinking about bringing it up. Like it goes, it goes to McCarthy for putting Zeke at center because he. I, I watched, I watched him get pancaked like thirty times last night. But it was definitely supposed to be a catch it, and Turpin was supposed to flip it right back to Dak because Dak throws it and he couldn't get the throw off in time because his center Ezekiel Elliott got smoked right into him. But he was, it looked like he was supposed to throw it to Turpin, and then Turpin was supposed to pitch it right back, and then on either side, Dak had a receiver and in three linemen. Offense, yeah. So, so, like, it, it did kind of make sense. It just looked really, really bad. It looked really bad. But I, I do think there was a decent plan there. Um, hypothetically speaking, okay. let's say you're watching the game and you see Zeke at center and the person you're watching it with says, like, oh, my God, I've been saying it for years. Put as many skilled players on the field as possible in the yep. lateral situation. Yep. And then that happens. Yep. What 
Well, what does that person say now? And I agree, there was a plan. I agree. But just thinking about what person said 15 seconds before the situation happened, what does that person say now? I stand by it. If you, and I've said it many times. Hypothetically, of course. No, hypothetically, <laughs> and anything we want to put it. I've said for years now, this plan, where I want to put all school guys on the, on the field. Every time I have said that, I have said center. So you can check the receipts on that. I say a center, maybe one other lineman, and then all skill players. I did not envision in my play <laughs> having Zeke snap the ball because I would do what D'Amico said. I would say bull rush his ass. <laughs> so no, I, I get it look bad, but no. I, I, I'm just saying hypothetically. Well, I got really, really excited for a second. It was a really funny situation when you're just, yeah, that, <laughs> you're just watching fair. it bull Because I agree. Because it's like you have to have the center snap the ball. Yeah, like and also who cares about eligibility? This is the thing where it's like, didn't the 49ers weren't that Zeke was originally not covered, and the 49ers called a timeout. Yeah, Zeke called like, timeout, which he, makes immediately. sense. Immediately, he was like, "Wait, they're not actually doing this." And he's like, "Yeah, if he's if he snaps it, run him over." And I I think that it was a in terms of that design, the first throw has to be to a wide receiver behind offensive lineman because what happened with Turbin is they throw it to him. And he catches the ball on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Now, if he was, let's say, screened behind, like let's say you you emotion like right when the ball snap, he drops and he catches it three yards behind the lineman, he can now either throw it back to Dak and then they can start that. Or he can just start the, the process under him. But at least with that three yards and two guys in front of him, the defense isn't going to get to him. Because yeah. even if Zeke gets bull rushed and Dak gets that pass, which Dak gets that pass off and Turbin's covered, this play actually occurs. And now people are just laughing about Zeke getting bull rushed. But yeah. they're like, wait, this could have done something. I think that was the bigger mistake than Zeke being at center. So I'm going to draw it up this summer. I'm going to take my time on it. And I'm going to draw up what I want. I like that. The design, though, will be similar to what I I thought Dallas was trying to do. I think if Turbin, I literally do think, I think if Turbin catches that ball not on the line of scrimmage and at least one blocker in front yeah. of him just to just to make the, the idea was not there. open rain on the him. The idea was there. They spread the field. Yep. yep. Look, I thought, we all thought putting yeah. Zeke at center was a really bad idea. Yeah. Okay, I might even say good. I might even go over it. It was a bad idea. Um, I just don't think it was the worst idea. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw it up because it is the right play. You got to do some type of hook and ladder, and then form your lateral set. Like now, Zach, what if what if you do this? Okay, um, same type of design. I keep Zeke at center for all I care. Right? This is a little bit that harder. Was part of the problem, Zach couldn't get the ball off. Well, some teams some teams might not be like the you know the Chiefs wouldn't be as easy. But and I don't even know if the Cowboys have the rush for it. But like, let's just say hypothetically, of course, even if you're the Ravens, okay. You throw the ball, snap it. I don't care who's at center. They can get bull rush. You throw the ball on the far outside is your backup quarterback. And right when the ball is thrown, they run behind the two linemen who are spread out wide. Now you throw it, and depending on if you can get the ball off in time behind it, or if you just throw it forward, though, you have a quarterback now who you feel confident can throw it all the way to the other side of the field yep. if you need to. Yep. So I think not only bring in skill positions, but get a, get another quarterback on the field if they're athletic enough to move around. I think a quarterback or a guy that played quarterback in college. Like what, think what about the, the Chiefs. Like Kadarius Tony could play that role. Right. Yeah, Edelman, Tony. There's always guys that play. Imagine that play like Muhammad Sanu playing that role back in the day. I mean, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I will work on it this summer. I will formulate the plot. I will formulate the play. 
I think that we I also need to come up teams. with the specific like all time like this is the all time best ladder roster like roster like think about like I just need to make sure I know the rules because it looked like it didn't matter how many linemen the Dallas Cowboys did have on the field but I would have I would have the, I would have three linemen I think that's enough I say think you just have to have five on the line I don't think the numbers matter no and you just have those five on the line have to be are ineligible which means when the first forward passes thrown they can't be more than a yard downfield right whatever right so let's say you do say okay i'm gonna take the ball snap it really quickly to my quarterback i'm gonna throw a, a, a backwards pass to my backup quarterback yep. the lineman would not be able to move forward until that forward pass is thrown fine fine i would have a center and then either my most athletic lineman on the outside or just all big get tight some, ends. Get some defensive linemen in there. Correct. Yeah. What you're if right. get, what if get, like for the Giants, like Kayvon is one of the blocking guys. Sure. I mean, big strong guy. Yeah. Fred Warner, you'd be out there. Yeah. I mean, this needs to be more like a hands team. It does it does need like to get be more get your backup team. tight end out there? Screw yeah. the screw a, a right guard. Yeah. Get I mean, my backup tight end in the right guard position, where again, it's a, a speed guy who can catch the ball, but also could block, can throw a block here. And there. Dude, we need I, I, I don't know why teams don't think about it because it happens every team once a year. And I just hate that this is going to be overshadowed by the fact that Zeke was center because I truly do think if if the play design was the there. turban doesn't get the ball in the line of scrimmage, like that was that was the biggest mistake. I wish we could have watched it. See, yeah. he got blown up. Yep. right away. Yep. So because of that, they're both us. All right, that's our pod. Any closing thoughts, Justin? Uh, go Niners. Always been a Niners fan. You can never say I haven't been a Niners fan. Um, coolest uniforms in football. Go Niners. Perfect. Peace out. I'll let the fish rod fly off the back of the boat. Got the summertime vibes, ain't no need for a coat. I might think of a line, so I'll write it in notes. In the morning, I'ma check if it sinks or it floats. Always got a blunt between the index and thumb. Everybody always saying that we too young. Hey, I don't need any more advice on my lungs. I understand they're black, I rap and it's fun. Fin sticking up so they see me coming. Catchy as a wide out, everybody humming. Message on red, I don't like the phone buzzing. About to drop the bomb, call that shit a dirty dozen. Was it too deep, too shallow, was it right? So through the water all day, all night Stay in your lane, cause I'm cruising through mine After all, I got a bag of all these summertime rhymes Got these summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage, no one could imagine I'm pretty busy taking in the sunshine Runs in my bloodline, catch me on cloud nine Big bass, back of the John boat Collect these big notes, they try to stay float Summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage Feeling like a motherfucking savage It's true, I'm feeling like a savage reborn It's like 21, turn 21 more Together fast as Jack Rob, turn around the corn Head to home, watch me go about 12 bars more Fuck it, I'ma go replace the whole mixtape I just had to go back and make sure the shit's great It is, by the way <laughs> this shit's dope Should probably throw a flag for me Coming with the hits late That's just the toll That a fan of this road takes I don't know about that I just know about this Wherever the crowd at Probably where Burke is That's about as simple As it gets with the equation All I know is It's the end of deep sea navigation Come and get my captain's hat And gather round Ain't nobody know about that I'll lay it down Fuck it I could freestyle shit To pass time After all I got a bag Of all these summertime rhymes Got these summertime rhymes In my baggage Feeling like a savage No one could imagine I'm pretty busy taking in the sunshine Runs in my bloodline, catch me on cloud nine Big bass, back of the John boat Collect these big notes, they try to stay float 
Summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage Feeling like a motherfucking savage